We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About, about, about. What up world, in an effort to respect the lives that were lost this past week and just to really focus on the situation at hand and plan for next steps, we're going to dive right into the main dish for this episode. We had an incredible conversation with Tiffany Burks. She is the founder of Noir City. We had a great conversation about things that we can all do moving forward to impact some sort of change and to ensure that these situations don't happen again. So without further ado, let's dive right into the interview. Thank you for listening to another episode of Brunch Culture. As always, I'm your host, Lisa Fields, and I'm joined with... Uh, Randall Keith, I think that's my name, right? <laughs> yes, and I said my, I said Lisa yeah, you Fields, and I'm like, yeah, I'm doing my whole name. It's okay. Lisa Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, just put your government out there. That's all right. I mean, y- y'all look up, you know, ask her for some money. It's okay. <laughs> and today we joined by a very special guest, entrepreneur and activist, Tiffany Burks. Welcome, Tiffany. Hello. Nice to have, I mean, nice to be here. Um, <laughs> thank you for having me. Absolutely. Oh, no no doubt. I'm excited about having you. Um, I, I think I'm, I have a mixed emotions because I'm sad that we even have to have uh, another talk about this that is still happening in 2016. Um, this week was so emotional for all of us it just i can't even explain the the multiple emotions that i went through this week um and it happened back to back to back um and so yeah i just i don't even know what to say i know me and randall were talking about how drained we were um just amongst ourselves Mm -hmm. um and i know yeah uh you've from us just talking to you before we started recording you felt that that same way can you explain your initial mm-hmm. um reactions to what happened this week yeah um so it was a lot of like what you just mentioned like my initial reaction is like i didn't know how to feel like right. i was experiencing so many different emotions at one time is i couldn't even formulate my my feelings into like you know into words because i was feeling angry confused frustrated um mad sad like emotional like I was feeling so many things at once and so um it was just it was just a feeling of being overwhelmed um with all the emotions that I was going through absolutely I I I echo everything that you guys said um Tiffany I think one thing that's important and one thing that I I I just kind of admire um from what you do is you seem to do really well with taking you know, all of those emotions that you've had at different points and kind of channeling those things um, into some actual action. So in mm-hmm. in direct relation to um, what your the, the videos of this week and the things that happened, um, how do you did you did you get to a place of thinking, hey, here's what I can do for this this situation specifically? Or are you still trying to mm-hmm. uh, get to that place and figure that out? Well, so um 
earlier this week, my feelings were kind of feeling frantic. It was more like, what can I do? Like, I literally wrote about it because I was just like, what can I possibly do? Right to help what's ever going on. And so from doing that, I really reached out to a lot of other people and I was just like, what can we do? Like, and so that's where um, the event that is going on later today kind of started from. Um, So today at 3 p.m. there's going to be a speak out. And for a lot of Dell, Florida, that basically has other people that could come there. We could chant. We could talk about things. What what can we do going forward to help, you know, the criminal justice issues and all the things that are in our society that have been deeply embedded to our society? Right. Like, what could we do going forward to, you know, really change those, those things? Because what happened to Alton and Philando and the countless other men who have died since those two, which... You know, this is just this week, and um, so many other people died. I just got news notification that a mentally ill man was shot and killed um, this morning. So it's just like, you know, it's it's an issue. But then a lot of times people think that it doesn't happen back home. But at least I know for South Florida, we had, you know, instances with, you know, Michael Eugene Wilson, who was recently shot and killed killed in South Florida by, um, you know, police officers. And then in 2013, we had Jermaine McBean, who was, you know, shot and killed in South Florida by police officers. And both of those instances were due to police brutality. So it's just like, it can happen at home. And reform needs to happen everywhere. And I know that, you know, at least for in South Florida, criminal justice reform is necessary. So um, that's where the what can I do can actually come into demands that, you know, need to be had, at least in South Florida, and that could also transcend into other areas, and that has also been transcending in other areas that could happen. So you literally, it sounds like you li- you said you literally just start with just, like, reaching out to people and saying, like, what we can do and kind of started this brain brainstorming, and what, what came as a result of that is the event today, which is bringing everybody together and kind of talking about those things, Correct. Yeah. With that being said, how do you how would you combat someone that says that um, or not even combat them, but just just kind of what would be your response to someone that that kind of questioned the validity of rallies or or peaceful protests or marches and things like that? There there's so many people um, that I've talked to that say, you know, we don't need that. That's not getting us anywhere. Um, and I. I know many, many people just have different views. What are your views on that? And how would you, how would you kind of answer someone that has a response to against that? Yeah. So that's an awesome question because obviously I have, you know, friends who I have activist friends. I have people who don't think that, you know, the protesting, the rallying, you know, the marching, all of that stuff is ineffective. And I guess the main way I combat it is I act to those people, have you have you done have you personally done it to know that it doesn't work? And right. if it doesn't work, what's the what's the alternative? What what do you have, or what are you planning to do that is going to be effective? If this is not, you know what I'm trying to say? Right. And I think that that's like the main thing that I try to get. I'm trying to get the answers to because obviously I want a solution. I'm not out there marching just to march, you know? Right. So if you have, 
a better solution or an alternative or something that you could offer up, then I'm willing to take those, you know. But I think a lot of times, you know, people do say, you know, voting is the answer, you know, voting is the key. And I think that everything needs to work in conjunction with each other. Like, I feel like you need you need to protest because people people feel emotion. A lot of people feel emotions and they need to get it out. And I think right. that the protesting and the marching and the rallying is kind of like, you know, I need to get out my emotions now and then also showing solidarity with the families right. that have been affected by the police brutality i feel like that that's just showing solidarity as long you know and it has to be peaceful you know like um writing that's not peaceful you know so i think that you know you have to keep in mind what's your objective and your goal um so i think that you know the rally and the protest is great you get a uh, an enormous amount of people in one place and you have the opportunity to talk to them and really inspire them and try to spark change for them not to make this a moment like oh this is my first and last event but how can you contribute to the movement going forward from there and i think that if it's done correctly you know voting for the right people and then rallying and protesting when things are not going the way they should and then also making sure that you are constantly going to like you know your commissioners meeting emailing calling your local you know officials and making sure that they are doing what they need to do and if not voice your concerns as a citizen living in the community that you're living in. And I think that that's important. Um, it needs to be done. It, it's not just vote. Just voting is not going to get the job done because somebody can say whatever they want to right. make you vote for them. You need to actually follow up and make sure that they are doing what they're supposed to do or they're making reforms to things that are broken. Um, you, you have, it's, it's an all around thing. And Absolutely. I think it's, um, it's not just a one avenue or just, I'm just going to do this and that's it. I did my job. I voted for the right person or, um, you know, I did my one March or my one protest, you know, that's it. You know, I'm, I did my job. Like it's, it's, to things that have been deeply ingrained and embedded in our society. Um, if you think about it, the way it is, is like you can't think that one event or one rally, one protest is going to get the answers done. It, you have to work long-term. It's a long-term, right. And um, sparking change, yeah, to get those long-term solutions. So it's not something that's going to be um, an immediate effect or an immediate resolution or you're going to see um, immediate change from doing just one thing. Right. I'm, I'm actually glad that you really mm -hmm. you mentioned that part about uh, the things that are supposed to happen at marches and rallies, because I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday and I was saying that, you know, we're so quick to kind of devalue these things without realizing all of the opportunities when you bring so many people together you have so many opportunities to disseminate information to literally have have mm -hmm. those those think uh think tank type conversations to figure out what are our next steps collectively as, as a group mm -hmm. not only we're going to meet here today but we're going to meet here tomorrow we're going to go and we're going to talk to this person in numbers we're going to form teams mm -hmm. to go and to talk to you know political officials in this area versus that mm -hmm. area and literally you know have mm -hmm. people that are say we're going to read over uh the the actions of our our congressional member for the past 
three years to see what what's going on. What are you doing? Are you are what you is are the things that you said that you're going to do and things that you promised us? Do they align with the actual actions and the outcomes today? And I think that's the power that we're missing. I think people just think that, oh, you're just going out there, you know, just to get a photo op. And it's really not about a photo op. It's about everything that comes beyond that photo op that that people have. And I think that's something that, you know, is just easily missed because we want instant change and we want things to happen now but i think if we just look at you know the history of 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 our history of of black history in general we'll see that things have been incremental right and we still have so much work to do and i think i always i just always think i'm really fighting for my child and then my child will be fighting for their children you know what i'm saying because it's almost like once you're here Mm -hmm. and you're in it you just kind of have to deal with it um but if yeah. you continue to fight and continue to push it forward, we really do have the power to just move the pendulum in the direction that it needs to be in. And I think all it's of so, that is so true. I think it's so important what you said about um, you know everybody, you know, using what they can do with their right letters because I feel like people shape people that protest because they don't feel mm-hmm. called to do that. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying okay, that's great what you're doing. I'm better at writing letters, so let me write letters and let me celebrate what you're doing and write letters, you know, to or, you know, go out and vote or find your spot in the movement and work that. Right. But in, instead, mm-hmm. people say, well, I'm going to write letters because that's what's really powerful and y'all not y'all not doing nothing that's really helping. It's like, right. no, celebrate the people who are protesting because that's helping. what they feel. Yeah, everything <laughs> is appropriate right. and um mm-hmm. it's like people don't get that you know i always use this illustration yeah. we're all one body i can't i'm if i'm hands i can't do what my feet does if i'm the head i can't do what my my uh fingers do every part is vital mm-hmm. but every part doesn't do the same yeah. thing and i think people need to recognize that instead of shading what other people are doing and it's kind of like no celebrate that and then do what you can do. Exactly. So, so important. And, yeah, and that's a, that's the biggest thing with me. Like, um, I think in action and, and like not doing anything is not going to is not going to solve anything. The problem is not going to go away. Um, and I think that yeah, if if you're not the person that's out there in the protesting, I mean, be the person that's calling your local you know officials or be the person who is you know emailing them emailing them or you know do do what you feel is necessary but i think that not doing anything at all is not the answer so yeah and i think everything works in conjunction with each other you there needs to be pressure needs to be felt from all different angles you know so sometimes people are not going to do things because they feel it's the right thing which is it's sad to say that sometimes people need to be embarrassed to do the right thing or sometimes people need to feel um the pressure to do the right thing and i think that that's where we're at at this at this moment in time um a lot of local officials are not going to do the right thing because they feel it's right. Mm-hmm. They're going to do it because they feel the pressure and they feel embarrassed, you know, when they get, you know, bad news coverage on them. Like, that, that's what's going to be what sparks the change. But they need to feel the pressure from all different angles, you know? Right. 
So specifically with uh, the Black Lives Matter Alliance in Broward, I know that's what you're a part of. Now, I was looking at the site, uh, Mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter Alliance. It's it's a collective of multiple organizations, right, that are coming together for the under the umbrella of uh, Black Lives Matter Alliance. Talk specifically about um, the types of things that the Black Lives Matter Alliance does. So there's a monthly meeting the last Wednesday of every single month. And that's where all the the different um, groups come together and basically talk about all the different issues um, that are going on in South Florida. So, like, there's a big homeless, like a homelessness issue that's going on. That's something that's really big. Talk Mm -hmm. about that. There's three... um, Streets in Hollywood, Florida, that's named after racist Confederate generals, talking about what are our initiatives to get those street names down and changed to something that is honorable. You know, like um, mm-hmm. police brutality, there's a, you know, a subgroup for police brutality. We talk about, you know, different issues that affect home. For example, the most recent case with Michael Eugene Wilson. So there's a lot of different areas. So it's like, it, whatever you feel the most passionate about, mm-hmm. there's probably a group in you know the black lives matter alliance that's working hard towards bringing resolutions for those issues and if there's not there's a supportive group of people who are willing to help you know turn your ideas and your your visions into reality so i think that that's the awesome part about the black lives matter alliance of broward um you have a supportive group of people who are willing to help you bring your ideas into fruition. With that, um, do you get, do you guys ever get, because there's a lot of, a lot of people think that, oh, Black Lives Matter is anti-cops and it's anti-white and it's, you know, it's anti-everything mm-hmm. except except what it is. Do you get any type of, with it being a collective of organizations, do you guys get any type of pushback when you go out to do something, something with your own individual organization? And what types of, you know, things do you say or how do you kind of combat those things? Uh, or do you ever hear them? Because, I mean, you may not, you may not hear them. Um, I know that I've, I've seen that. When I see the response to um, the things that, that that just happened in Minnesota or Baton Rouge or just honestly anywhere, anytime there's a ha- someone uses the hashtag uh, Black Lives Matter, then you get a lot of people that are saying like, oh, it's anti-white and it's anti-cop. Um, how do you how do you talk about those things? Yeah. So I think I could speak more as an individual um, on how I talk about those things when I see it. Um, I think. Honestly, for any group, Black Lives Matter is, like, pro-love. Like, I think that that's the the main initiative. The main goal is, like, pro-love. So it's not anti-cop. It's just pointing out all the flaws in the system, uh, you know, when it comes to, like, you know, police and criminal justice. Like, prisons are overcrowded. Like, the school-to-prison pipeline is a real issues like there's so many issues like um the institutionalized oppression like all those things are real issues and so when people say like you know um things like like all lives matter blue blue lives matter and you know all those other slew of things when you know the black lives matter hashtag pops up like oh you guys are anti-cop no we are we're we're pro-love and 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 what we're trying to do is basically highlight and identify the issues that have been plaguing our society for years to the point where um, 
the the institutionalized oppression like all you have to do is be born like that that's how the system works like right. you don't have to do nothing but just be, just born, be born and the system will work in the way that is working just because it's been happening for so many years so that's why a lot of people can't see it or they're they're colorblind and all those different things because um the system was set up in a way where people won't be able to see it because unless they really want to dig and find the information. And that's why it's, it's such a hard thing to solve because it's like a lot of times people are just like, well, I'm colorblind. I don't see the different issues or um, black lives matter is like a hate group and different things like that. It's because, you know, a lot of people are ignorant to what's really going on. So I think that it really starts with educating yourself and, you know, really trying to understand, in-depth what's going on to move forward. So the, the best thing I could do is just try to educate people. But, you know, everybody's not going to be willing to to see the problem. And I think um, you just have to be okay with that and focus and pour your energy into people who, who know it's a problem and working with those people to provide, you know, solutions. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. it's so important what you said when you're talking about, you know, people want to be colorblind. Oh. And, you know, mm-hmm. because I was That's just talking problem. to someone this week. And I think there's this kind of arrogance that comes with our, our people sometimes when they've made it. And they feel like, mm-hmm. well, if somebody, if I made it, then you can too. So don't point out these excuses mm-hmm. in the system because I made it and I'm black. And yeah. I think that's such an arrogant perspective to take. Um, mm-hmm. because, you know, of course, yes, we do have a black president and he did make it all the way to the top, but there are so many systems in place that, you know, some people can get through, but some people are really locked in and depending mm-hmm. on how, you know, there's a certain level of, I was just explaining something to um, someone yes the other day, as far as my life, there's a certain level, even as me being a black person of privilege that I have because mm-hmm. of the way I was raised. I was raised in a mm-hmm. two-parent middle-class home. So there's a certain level of privilege, even as a black person that I have. Right. So my perspective, mm-hmm. I have to say, okay, this was my, this was the way I was raised, but everybody wasn't raised like that. And I have to say, you know what? Just because this is my experience doesn't mean this is everybody else's experience. And that makes me say, let me empathize and let me hear you. Because just because my path was one way doesn't mean you have that same opportunity. And so I think, you know, us as people really need to get that and not make these arrogant statements. Because I feel like they're so detrimental to the cause. And it's kind of like, okay, you did make it. But there's thousands of people that are trapped in the system, you know what I'm saying? And I think that we really need to stop, you know, talking about this like, oh, like it doesn't matter. It does matter. And I don't mm-hmm. care if it's the 21st century, it's still going on. Right. And we, you know, yep. and I think the denial of the problem is the problem at the root. And it's like, mm-hmm. if you deny something, it's never, you can never have real progress because you're acting like it doesn't exist. 
Exactly. And I think that a lot of the things you say I resonate with as well. And I think it wasn't until I read a book and it was called The Miseducation of the Negro. Yes, come on. I literally was just talking about this book to someone yesterday. I was like, I promise you, you have to get this book and read it. Like, And it's been around for forever. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Com- fin- finish your statement. I just got excited. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I like honestly, that excitement is my excitement because... Um, before I read that book, I didn't notice my middle class black woman privilege. Like I didn't, I didn't realize. And so I, I really was, I would say those statements like, you know, oh, you know, one person can do it. Why can't you, you know, like, and it was after I read that book where I really realized like a lot of the issues are deeply, like just, they're just deeply ingrained. And just using an example as my sister, my sister's a teacher. She's a third, she's a third grade teacher. And um, one of her students, like, just always acts out, and my sister just didn't understand. And then one day, you know, she pulled this student to the side, and she she said, my mom got stabbed this weekend. So it's just like a lot of the things you never had to deal with, I never had to worry about, you know, not eating before going to school. I never had to worry about, you know, um, my mom being stabbed over the weekend and trying to come to school on a Monday and act like nothing happened. You know, like there's just a lot of things that, you know, I never had to worry about. And I think that a lot of times people will think that, you know, um, you know, one person can do it, but you don't know the things that everybody has to worry about and the struggles that other people go through living in a lower social economic status than you. And I think that that's, um, that's where the biggest issue lies is that people don't see that. And therefore um, people are just like, well, you know, one person was able to overcome their issues. That means everybody should be able to do it. And I think that that, that's kind of, that's where the issue starts is that people no longer have that sympathy or or empathetic of all the different things that affect people that, um, you know, that don't have the same, you know, privileges as you. Right. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I, I get I, I get really excited about that. Lisa knows for sure that is that is like one of the things mm-hmm. that I argue for all the time, um, just in trying to explain to all of my friends, to everybody in my life, um, because it was something for myself that I had to because of my upbringing, there's so many things that I had to deal with and so many issues that I had that it literally wasn't until I got to UCF that I was like, oh, wait, life is very different for a lot of people and the things that I grew up struggling mm-hmm. with, people don't even know these things exist. And so it's kind of like, you know, give me uh, the ability to have some sort of um, context in your conversation too, because, you know, little poor black boy, like I, I, I think I matter as well. Um, I kind of want to shift gears with the conversation a little bit and talk about um, celebrity activism and, today Mm -hmm. now we see like of course Beyonce and Kendrick Lamar and all of these people that are coming Mm -hmm. out and that are having making big statements um in terms of you know the injustices that are happening to black people how do you feel about those things and where do you feel like what what space and what roles do you think that celebrities play because they I, I think they get a lot of we had a lot of backlash. I saw on Twitter, um, somebody, I'm not Twitter, I'm sorry, Instagram, uh, Beyonce apparently showed a, a number of names of people that have been killed at the hands of police officers. And 
the mm-hmm. response became um, I started, you know, looking at the comments and people started saying like, oh, look at her capitalizing again on the deaths of our people. And I was just like, wow, like when it yeah is it is it ever good enough is it ever right is it ever justified how do you feel about celebrity activism in general okay and so i'll talk about um celebrity activism so as far as like beyonce go i'm not a fan of beyonce but what she's doing is transformational you know i think that as a celebrity you do need to use your platforms to talk about the injustices that are you know affecting our society so i think that what she's doing is necessary because Beyonce has a wide influence to basically get people who probably didn't even care, you know, like absolutely had no desire to care or anything like that, change their mind. And I feel like if she could even just change one person's mind to care more or become an activist or become a game changer and or anything at all, or just to even speak out about the issue, I think that that is effective and I think that that needs to happen and um so I like that she's using her platform and that other people are using their platform to talk about the injustices that are going on because I think once you know once everybody notices that this is not like an issue that nobody's going to speak out about because they're worried about their sponsorships or different things like that I think once people grasp grasp that and get that this is not a problem unless changes are made this is not going to go away um then i think that that's that's effective because honestly like we have so much power like as a group of people like if everything black person said i'm going to stop shopping at certain places like walmart who uses prison labor or you know starbucks all those if every black person said i'm going to like put all my energy into you know black owned businesses or different things of that matter like we have so much power where like you know institutions are going to they're going to start listening to us they're going to start saying oh i probably need to make some changes because if we stop shopping at these places or stop pouring so much energy and money into like these different places that don't care about us um i think that's when people are going to say oh let me sit down at this table and hear what you got to say now and i think that that's important um and i feel like if more people start to realize that um um a lot more things could could be done. I agree. When you start messing mm-hmm. with people's money, they start to listen to you. Real fast. Exactly. <laughs> real real, real fast. quick. You'd real, be real like, fast. what you been saying for the past twenty years? What's it down to talk about? <laughs> you have but you know so right. you had a people wa- really I'm going to say, you have the Walton family out there leading Black Lives Matter. Like, no, come on. We, Walmart sign to have, like, tag Black Black Lives Matter on it. For real, for real. Hello. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So, it, um, just in terms of uh, people that, that kind of have this this, this sense of, because you, you kind of touched on it. Uh, we we kind of talked about it before, but just, just initially... Um, when you have the when you have the thoughts of kind of like I don't know what to do or what am I doing or or um, I, I feel powerless and then you start to change that move from that and progress into like I'm going to do something I'm going to go to this meeting I'm going to talk to these people and organize this or write or all of those types of things for you do you have is there like a process that you go through um, that you've kind of done it do you have anything that you like 
listen to or or quotes that you read or, or, or a particular person that you'll talk to in order to kind of get yourself to the point of being being able to actually uh, do take some steps to make change? Yeah. So I guess one of, one of my favorite quotes um, is from DeRay, who's an activist, is you are enough to start a movement. So just feeling like I am enough, like it, it gives me a sense of like empowerment. Is That's my you know, that's my morning affirmation that I say to myself every single day. Like, you are enough to start a movement. Whatever is your, like, your expertise, you can provide that to the movement. Like, you know, there's people who are in the movement who are not, they don't like speaking, but they're a great photographer. So they're able to capture what's going on through, you know, through film or through, you know, like, through a lens. So I think that that's important. You know, like, there are people who, you know, don't like to talk, but they're great writers, so they're able to write, you know, what's going on. That's necessary because, you know, sometimes media don't portray you in the right light. So you need more of our voices that are going to, you know, talk about the marginalized experiences that are going on and not, you know, what's more mainstream which is mainstream media is mostly a white dominated industry so i think that you know our voices need to be heard so and that could be through writing and sharing your experiences so it's like whatever whatever you are you are enough like you are enough to contribute in whatever way that you know you feel is necessary because like i said everything works in conjunction with each other it's not any one thing that's gonna change what's going on so i think that that's kind of like my favorite quote that keeps me motivated and that i like to share with other people like you're enough like you are literally enough to be a game changer so yeah i think that's i think that's really yeah i think that's really really dope and i think that it really i was having a conversation with my best friend yesterday and we were talking and um i mentioned that one of the things that happens is people i feel like we because we don't know what to do right we we kind of mm-hmm. push that responsibility on the leaders of the community like we we kept talking i was like wow you keep saying the leaders in the the leaders in the black community the leaders in the black community why don't you consider yourself a leader in the black community and the the initial yes. response yeah the initial response became well I don't have the following that somebody like a DeRay has or somebody like a Jeff Johnson or a Michael Eric Dyson. These people have, you know, they they've they're committed their entire lives to this. And so this is like their full time job in essence. Right. Um, They have the following to do it. And I'm like, but I think that there's something to be said about you know, us not being able to do any, us criticizing things that's not happening, but not feeling responsible or, or capable enough to step up and to do those things. And so I think that quote just literally speaks directly to that. Like literally you are enough, Mm -hmm. you really are enough. And I think we, I think another thing is, is we kind of, and maybe you can, yeah, you can, maybe you can like, if you've ever felt this way, talk about like how you kind of combat that as well. But like, we feel mm-hmm. in, in this in this day of social media and everybody wanting to be like put on and be popular and like how many likes do I get per picture and things like that and that's honestly become something that's really important but if I only get 50 likes on a picture that I post how do I feel empowered enough to kind of start a movement because if I post something that's conscious I'm probably gonna get like five likes so does that mean that I'm less valuable Mm. than somebody like you know a Jeff Johnson that may post a picture and it'll be retweeted 
5,000 times and it's like, oh, well, he has a platform in space. So that's his job and not my job. Have you ever felt anything like that? And like, how, how, how would you, how do you deal with those types of things? Yeah. My, my feeling towards that is that we are the leaders we've been waiting for. Like you are the leader you've been waiting for. I'm the leader, you know, I've been waiting for it. That is you. And I think that a lot of times when people say something, like everybody started from somewhere. Like DeRay literally got popular from sharing a video. He literally just shared a video of all the, the, the crap that was going on in Ferguson, and that's how his platform grew. So you don't know. Your next video might be what, you know, all these people are just like, I honestly did not know this was what's going on. Right. So it's just like you, you're you're whatever you're waiting for. Like so, like a lot of times people just feel like, yeah, this is not going. What what are you doing? Like what are you doing to ensure that however you're feeling doesn't happen to the next person? So I think that even if you, it, okay, you're like, well, I know. You know, if I if I maybe write something, nobody's going to look at it. There are so many people out there. Like, there's so many multi-author blogs that you can reach out to. I'm a I'm a contributor to a, a multi-author blog. I'm a owner of a multi-author blog. So there's so many different ways where you, you could you know push whatever you're writing into other avenues or whatever you're doing into other avenues where you think, okay, well, my platform is small, but let me share it with another platform that could reach more people. And you never know, like you have the ability to transform other lives by just sharing your experience, like telling your story. There's so much power within that and telling the story of marginalized people. There's so much power within that. Like um, you're doing an injustice to yourself and your community by not doing anything at all. Absolutely. Amen. Um, Tiffany, mm -hmm. how did you uh, feel um, when the congressman tweeted uh, basically this hostility towards the president and the Black Lives Matter movement being a part of the movement? Joe, uh, Joe Walsh. Is, uh, uh, Joe Walsh. Yeah, so I think that 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 shows how ignorant that people who are so high up. So this is another thing that shows how deeply ingrained and embedded it is. Because if you have people like him who feel that way, he's the voice of of a million other feelings. Like other people who are you know bigots or ignorant, they now have found a voice through somebody who has a lot of power and influence. So it's just like just as much as you know, you have people who want to be game changers. You have people who are willing to sabotage, you know, um, a movement that they know nothing about. And that's right. how I feel about it. He's he's a sabotager. So that that's pretty much it yeah, yeah no i <laughs> i completely i completely agree it's i i don't know if you guys saw but uh john legend responded saying that he needed to be arrest arrested for threatening the president and i was like absolutely mm -hmm. i think th that that really is it your former like yeah. your former congressional like member of congress i don't like what you know what I'm saying? Like to make that type those, of yeah, those are the people that are you know making these laws. You know, right. these, these are the people that are voting for them or have voted for them, and they feel so above the law. Like, and I know I'm kind of sidetracking, but like even Hillary not getting indicted for like these emails. Like these people are above the law, but you know somebody on the street who's carrying a bag of marijuana could 
go to jail for like seven years, but somebody could, you know, commit like a, a crime or threaten, and, and there's nothing that is being done to them. They're so above the law, and yet we have people who are in jail, you know, for like 10, 15 years for, um, you know, carrying a bag of marijuana or driving with a suspended license Absolutely. or something of that line. Right. To me, there's a disparity, and it doesn't make sense. And that's that's thing I'm still trying to wrap my head and my brain around. Yeah, because people are always trying to deflect, like, what about black on black crime. Well, we don't have a problem executing justice in black on black crime. Oh. When if somebody black kills another person and they get caught, they're going to prison. Uh, the, if a police uh, kills mm-hmm. a black man, right. he's going home and leave. So and it's gonna pay, be paid, paid, paid leave. Leave. and still gets paid to retire early and part. get this pension. Still gets to retire early yeah. this pension because that's and like yeah the thing that drives me crazy like and I'm sorry to bring this back home but like with the case of Jermaine McBean the photo I seen of the two officers receiving an award for his murder. Not only did they get paid administratively, they get a plaque that they get to hang in their home for killing men in our society. So to me, I'm that that is what you know is mind blowing to me. So yeah. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's those types of things that, like you said about, it's important for us to kind of drive media um, and and put our stories out there and share our talents. And so if you can, if you can speak, you're speaking. If you can write, you're writing. If you take photos, you're taking photos. If you have music, if you, you have a musical talent, you're, you're, you know, you're using those things and you're putting, you're putting those stories out there so people can understand. I think it's, it really is important for us to share, shed light on these injustices that exist in terms of people that are above the law, as opposed to, you know, people that just are everyday citizens that literally, I think to me, one of the things that just kind of blows my mind when I think about um, marijuana is I remember growing up and I remember growing up. And once I found out about like the, who started the dare program and I, you know, I lived and swore by the dare program. I like won an award for writing when I was a kid in the dare program. And like, I just, you know, I loved it. So I was really heartbroken when I got, when I grew up and I saw people, I'm like, Oh my gosh, you guys smoke. What about the dare program? Like I, I say it all the time, but then I learned where the dare program came from. And I was like, Oh, okay. All right. So it's been a ploy. You guys have gotten us. But then I also grew up thinking that, you know, marijuana and drugs are so bad. And like people that that smoke weed, you're just horrible. I remember finding out like in high school that people like smoked and I was like, this is so bad. This is so horrible. And then you look at it today and you literally have people that are capitalizing and turning and like making money off of it. But then also to realize Mm -hmm. that there are so many people that aren't that are in in government that don't have to take drug tests. (laughs) And when 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 people kind of deflect to to Congress and says, hey, you know, we need to be drug. You guys need to be drug tested. Why is it that you're not drug tested, but we want to drug test other people? And it, it becomes, well, it's too it's unnecessary. It's too much money. But it's like, man, wait a minute. I think probably for me and I didn't realize it until I, I moved to D- the D.C. area. But wow, this is something that is very common for a lot of people. And I've just kind of grown up looking at my people and saying, you guys are so bad and such horrible people because you smoke. And it's like, well, these folks over Mm -hmm. here that don't look like you do it all the time. Nobody is policing them to try to, you know, put them in jail. And I know someone Mm -hmm. that's serving a smooth eight years for selling when 
I know somebody that has a professional job here and like nothing is happening. You know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of like that blows my mind. But then as you said, it, it, it brings me back to understanding the importance of having podcasts, the importance of having blog sites, uh, multi-contributor blog sites, things where we're literally pushing the stories that we want out. We're literally pushing it. I don't know if you guys are familiar with News One Now, but I watch News One Now kind of all the time. And I, I, I have people, I'm like, even if you don't watch it, set your DVR to record it because I feel like here is a a, a, a platform and in a space that's really trying to push black stories and really trying to have discussions and bring people together around around black thoughts and black ideas so that we do have a space where our stories are being told by our people. And it's not just, you know, this, this guy was outside of a convenience store illegally selling CDs and, you know, Mm -hmm. police asked him to get on the ground and he refused. So they had to tackle him. And if you look at the video and look at his right hand, it looks like he's reaching for a gun. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not getting those stories. We really do have spaces where we can say, here's what the video says. Here's what the facts are. Here's what the, the, the store owner said about him selling CDs. Like literally we get to give the other side. And I just think Mm -hmm. that's extremely important. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree with everything you just said. So um, I know just just for the sake of time, I just kind of want to give an opportunity. You you mentioned your site and the site that you write for. Um, I know what those are, but I just want to give you an opportunity to talk about um, what you're doing um, with your with your blog, Newer City. Um, how could people find that? How can people find you and how could people follow you and support what you're doing as well? Yeah, so my site is called noircity.com, N-O-I-R-E city.com. And basically that site is for people, like people pursuing their passion and their purpose in life. So I kind of, you know, highlight a lot of black owned businesses on my site. Usually every single Saturday, there's a small business Saturday that highlights and talks about a black owned business and how you can, you know, pour your your resources into, you know, people who look just like you and kind of get more resources on how you can, you know, pursue something that you're passionate about. So that's kind of like, you know, the main thing of the site, but then also talking about, you know, issues that are, you know, plaguing our society. Like a lot of people are just like, you know, I I don't own a site, but I just want to write about how I'm feeling. So today I just posted an article from one of my friends who just wanted to talk about, you know, privilege. And so um, that actually is going to go live at 10 a.m. So, like, that, that is just, you know, some of the things that, you know, I love about my site is that, you know, not only just talking about, you know, pursuing your passion and purpose, but things that are actually going on that affects us, that affects us from maybe pursuing our passion and purpose or affects other people from doing that. So that's kind of like the main thing of my site is just, you know, highlighting the stories of, you know, people who look just like, you know, just like me and kind of giving people the inspiration to, you know, do do what they want and not necessarily feel like I have to be, you know, stuck in a nine to five for the rest of my life you know right i one thing i just want mm-hmm. to pop about your site that i love is it's a beautiful black people on this site so if for no other reason than to come and look at all these 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 images of these black folks is amazing i i yeah i i remember finding about it through power circle which um uh, we both kind of you know are involved in and seeing your site and i was like 
man, these images are amazing. Like literally, kudos to that. I just think it's um, you're like the energy tab that you have where you promote those small businesses. I think that's just amazing because it's kind of like. Look, I can go through and find out ways to support. We all were, we're always talking about support black business, support black business. Sometimes it's kind of hard to be like, oh, well, where are where are those black businesses? And I also had no idea that uh, Cami Cakes uh, was founded by a black lady. So that to me, that's I think is amazing. And kudos to you for what you're doing. Thank you. I really do appreciate it. It it provides me like so much joy just like operating my site. Because, like you said, like, a lot of times people will be like, I have no idea. Like, even with the candy cake, like, yeah. seven locations, no idea, no idea that a black woman was, you know, the mastermind behind that, you know, business. Right. And just, like, different things, you know, like that. And I think it needs, it needs to be talked about. And, um, you know, you could, you could have a business that goes from one location to seven locations or however many you want. Like, just showing you, like, you know, like, it, it's, if, if you are passionate about it passion can lead you anywhere so like just you know giving people those resources and those tools because i think it needs to be shared it needs to be shared more um you know because i think that we have the ability to really you know like uplift our own our own people by you know like pouring resources into people who want to do that like all the photographers on my site for um you know all the pictures i use all black photographers, you know, like, so it's just like, you can find those people, you know, and employ them or give them your resources and all work together, you know? So yeah. I think it's, 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 it's great to work together as a collective group, you know, to help each other out. I love it. I think it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Y'all head up, please head over yeah. to this site because it, it, it's amazing. <laughs> it really is amazing. Like I really, I really do enjoy just like, Everything that you have on there, everything that you're you're doing, and I've said this um, to uh, David, who's mutual friend of ours. I, I said to him, like I, this kind of this this surgence and this energy of multiple people just kind of pushing together, and everybody supporting each other, and everybody um, kind of depending on each other for for success, and nobody's kind of looking at the other like, oh well, I don't want your site to get more views than mine, or I don't want you to get ahead of me. But it's just kind of like, no, what can I do to help and to support, and how can I move Move this forward to me i think it's amazing i think this is these are the things that we need to see but i also think th these are the things that the older the younger generation needs to see as well the, the the older generation who can i feel like sometimes can be jaded needs to see you know be able to access things like this and see what we're doing and see these images of young educated successful black people um that are coming together and literally supporting each other and like we have these positive great images of that um as well as younger people being able to look and aspire to these things and being like you know what i don't have to be uh the 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 greatest entertainer ever you know i don't have to be michael jackson or i don't have to be you know the best rapper ever in order for me to matter and in order for me to have a space where i can you know evoke some sort of change or be an influence to others so i really do think it's amazing you guys please head over um to uh am i saying it i always say nowhere city but i'm am i saying it wrong is it no no wire city is it how do you say it? i think it's like tomato tomato north yeah. city north city yeah okay. like yeah. however you say I, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I, will, I always jack some things up so yeah you guys head over there and how can people follow you personally tiffany to just kind of um figure out like are you on twitter instagram how can people follow you to just kind of you know 
get more of your ideas and your thoughts and be able to support you? Yeah, so you can follow my personal Twitter, my first name, which is spelled a little bit differently, so I'll spell it out. It's P-I-F-A-N-N-Y, my last name, B-U-R-K-S. I'm on there on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter. All of that is the same. You can find it by my first name and my last name. Um, and also, if you wanted to follow Noir City on Instagram, um, we're official Noir and N-O-I-R-E City on Instagram and on Facebook. You could search more City if you wanted to follow and gain more information from me personally and my business page. Amazing. Well, Tiffany, thank you so much for joining Brunch Culture, for being a part of this discussion. Thank you, Tiffany. I enjoyed it. Thank you. You guys filled my cup this morning, so I appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you. That was uh an incredible an incredible conversation and interview um we just again want to thank tiffany so much for coming on and just talking to us and allowing us to kind of like filter through different elements of 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 what we feel like as you know citizens and as people that are young professionals and that have all of these desires to do all of these things like we it's it's so easy um, for us to kind of go back to our day to day and not, you know, just trying to find some sense of normalcy because things are so heavy. This past week has been so heavy. And I just I'm just I'm glad that we have this and we have that conversation so that hopefully you guys are inspired or moved or pushed to, you know, continue on in your circle of influence and just to continue the work because the work at we have to be proactive about this work. We can't be reactive. We have to be proactive and things like this is what pushes us to to be proactive and just to maintain that 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 work that is needed in order for us to move ahead. So I just wanna uh end we wanna use just for the good vibe for this week. Um I just want to end with the the quote by DeRay McKisson that uh, Tiffany brought up. And the full quote is, you are enough to start a movement. You do not need to be in a chapter, an organization, or a club to make a difference. Start where you are. And yeah, Lisa and I both, I think that's that's just really really powerful because it is so, so many times we're trying to be you know, the person or the go-to or have the platform that somebody else has. And it is okay to not have those things in order for you to do the work. And I think along with that, with that type of statement, it is also okay for you to, you know, support things, establishments that are already there. Um, If you have a local NAACP chapter supporting that, if you have an an Urban League chapter um, supporting that, if you have a Black Lives Matter uh, chapter in your area you're you're supporting those things as well and if you find a a specific uh need that needs to be met in your community and there are no other resources you really are enough to to get those things done to get those things started um just as yourself and you can do it as an individual and you can build from there so i think it's amazing shout out to d-ray mckisson and yeah thank you for listening to another episode of brunch culture as always you can catch all our past episodes at brunchculturebc.com you can follow us on instagram at brunch underscore culture on twitter at brunch culture on facebook at facebook.com backslash brunch culture you can follow us on you can uh, listen on google play on itunes by searching brunch culture and iHeartRadio by searching brunch culture thank you for listening and interact with us on all social media outlets using the hashtag chat bc and remember here at brunch culture Everything is up for discussion.